Bigger than Capes. Give me some outside. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to it, and then I watched it. Oh, 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 oh,
Mm. Um, and that they've all actually been characters from his favorite comic book and have been escaped to the real world when Elliot was just a baby. Um, so, yeah, The Miracles is about the family secret laid bare and how the family, each of them, winds up sort of dealing with their new status quo, having with everyone sort of on the same page now. Um, except maybe they're not on the same page. Maybe there's more skeletons in the closet. Maybe everyone's keeping their own secrets. And yeah, it's kind of dealing with that. Um, there's more to it. And there is definitely a villain in the book um, that we've not revealed um it's a big secret um and i'm not going to say much more than that actually about that it's just a big secret to anyone who's been thinking that it's um that's kind of vague so far um and they were like oh well where's the body it's just like there's a body um but like that is kind of a surprise and a shock to everything so if you like surprising stories and shocks and spoil and spoilerific content then the book is going to be um that kind of book um i did like actually kieran gillen's uh, newsletter this week um because bless him he did a little um shout out for the kickstarter um oh, cool. and he said it was my most meta sounding story to date <laughs> which, which he thought was really interesting um and he's actually entirely right it's actually very meta in some ways mm-hmm. um and i'm sure some people are going like well duh you just said they can't for characters who escaped to the real world <laughs> like there is more to it um so because i'm a big believer actually what kieran says about um a good first issue mm-hmm. is that you in the lead up particularly like in corporate comics you've got the lead up you kind of have to tell people what the twist is or the hook of the book but so a real good first issue reveals more to that hook um to really surprise people um so i i'll say that the miracles has that um there is more to the story than we're revealing uh and more than we will reveal because the end of the day I want people to read it and be yeah. surprised. Um, so yeah, the, the that's the general elevator pitch. That's a sort of broader than ballpark of the idea um, without giving too much away. Um, and then obviously there's like loads of minutiae which can be gone through as well. But yeah, there's that's kind of what where the miracles is at. Yeah, that it sounds really cool. I I think it's a good premise. I think there are kind of similar things we've seen recently i know in one of your youtube videos you did mention crossover yeah um and it, for me when i re- read the premise it was kind of crossover and then meet the scrolls as well i feel like has a little bit of a similar kind of vibe that's actually a good one and you know what I, when i never actually <laughs> thought of it, i'm just like actually that's a really good one it does kind of have that um the funny thing was when um donnie and the team started talking about crossover um, and start revealing a bit more about it. I think it was around the time, like, there was just the tease of a name for ages. And I was just like, I, I immediately, I kind of had an inkling. And I was just like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> and then the the actual reveal came out about, like, oh, it's going to be a story about combo characters coming to the real world, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I immediately slid into Donnie's DMs. And I was just like, dude, I'm actually doing this story. I'm just like, this is what it's about. Please tell me it's not what you're doing. Um and there are similarities. So I would say, but if you're a fan of what Donnie's been doing in Crossover, you're going to love the miracles. Yeah. Um, we take very different routes. Um, and I'd say that we're not telling the same story. Um, Donnie's is much more, I feel so far, having obviously just read the first three issues. Yeah. Um, a story about what these 
stories of comics and fiction and things like that mean to us um mm. and how they affect us in a way um the miracles isn't really about that the miracles is much more on its focus of family and um also like a, there's kind of a refugee metaphor in there yeah. um so like there's there's similar routes that we're going but we're going to very different def- destinations um and i was relieved to find out when i spoke to Tom yeah. he gave me a little <laughs> bit of an idea about where he was going i was just like thank god um but yeah i would say however despite that anyone who has read those first three issues of crossover or has been interested or is making the foolish mistake of wait for trade because you should never wait for trade with a book like crossover um yeah you're gonna love you're gonna love the miracles and you should really back the miracles um to just because yeah if you if you love that book you, you're gonna love this that sounds completely fair to me and I like crossover. I'm back to the miracle, so I guess I'm moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely made all the right moves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was something that immediately on the premise did hit me, and I'm glad that you know you're going in different directions with the same yeah. initial premise. Um, with that in mind, that uh, what was the inspiration behind the miracles? Um. Like I say, The Miracles is actually a story that's been in my mind for as long as I've been doing The Pride. Um, And anyone who's, like, ever heard me talk about The Pride before knows that although the book's been maybe coming out for, like, 10 years now, I was coming up with ideas and thinking about the characters and writing scenes for The Pride, like, back when I was 15 years old. So, like, Mm. God, 20 years now, Jesus. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, The Miracles has kind of been there that whole time as well. Um... And like one of the things I always found with like when I was a teenager, um, kind of I I was absolutely in love with and enamored with obviously superhero stories. And you know, you you always have that fantasy of like, oh, what if what if I was a superhero? What if like really like someone's gonna come around and they'll reveal this big secret and it turns out I get to be that kind of character um in real life, um, and just have your world changed in that way. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. I think a lot of kids and teenagers have moments where they just kind of want that to happen. It's it's like the long lost prince syndrome in a way, like where you kind of feel like I, you know, I want someone to come in and tell me that you know everything I've thought about my life is wrong. I'm actually super special. Um, and I think people can relate to that. And that was kind of where the starts of uh, what became the miracles came from. Um, I think like when I first started the book, I was calling it Wonder Boy, and then I was like, "Dude, you get sued." Um, so uh, yeah, it was like a r- way back then. Um, that's kind of how it began, and then as the Pride sort of got attention and was becoming like a big focus, I realized that the Pride is a team book about superheroes, but it's not really a family book. Like it's family friendly in terms of content, but it's not mm. about family. Um, so I was like, here's an aspect of life which I've not told yet and which I've not sort of had an angle on, which the miracles then became the vehicle to do that. And more than that, it, there's also the fact that I've also not really, in the Pride, much touched on the family idea in queer perspectives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyone who obviously knows me knows that anything I write is going to have queer perspectives in there somewhere. Um the Miracles is probably the one, the first story which I'm releasing, which it's not the main thing. It's like, whereas like Glitter Vipers, 
Uh, no, actually, thinking about acceptable losses didn't really make the LGBT yeah. thing like a main thing. Um, so this is kind of similar in that respect. Like, it's there's a definite thread of queer perspective in there, um, and there is an L- there are going to be LGBT characters in the book because obviously, um, but it's not the main thing in the way that it is in the Pride and Glitter Vipers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still centering. LGBTQ characters though so people who love the stuff I do because of that focus on LGBTQ people aren't going to be let down but it's still going to have that Um, but I think it's possibly more accessible to those who don't look for that kind of thing who are just looking for a great superhero story a great bit of action drama um, or even just like people like soap operas like people who like things like the OC and Riverdale and uh, the Americans I think they would love this um, so it's just kind of a bit more broader appeal I think than, than my previous work I think that's cool I, um, it is something that I've noticed ever since Accessible Losses that you do seem to be trying to branch out and reach to different mm-hmm. audiences and show just how much you can do I suppose yeah there's there's an element of wanting to branch out and reach different audiences as you say there's also the fact that I don't want to turn to the audiences that I have and that have supported me and got me to where I am now and yeah. be like right I'm leaving you behind now um I'm still supporting them too but like I just want to let people I don't want people to uh, well no it's not that I don't want it I was better to say like I don't want people to pigeonhole me as like oh that's just that gay comics writer who just does the gay comics um and when they use it obviously using gay as the umbrella definition yeah um whereas like part of me is like no I kind of don't want that because I do tell stories which I think anyone can relate to um I would argue the pride although like the main thing of the pride is that it's LGBTQ superheroes it is accessible to anyone the way I've written yeah. it, like you don't have to be queer to understand the pride, to even get the situations which we're going through, um, or even when it is a gay issue, but it's not a gay issue to totally relate to it. But anyway, there is also another part of me which absolutely loves being like that gay writer who writes the gay comics. I'm just like, yeah, I am. That's why I call my little imprint queer comics, um, because yeah. they will always be there. Because for me, that was the biggest thing i thought comics was failing at growing up um there was not that representation i didn't feel like i could see myself in the things which i loved um so i got to a stage where i'm just like well i'm just gonna do it myself and there have been what 78 years 80 years now of comics or more um i've only really been doing this for 10 and like i've only got a total of around 20 books out under my name so yeah i'm not going to stop yet <laughs> there's there's yeah. i haven't redressed the balance yet so um everything i do will have queer characters and will have queer stories and will have a queer perspective but there may be stuff which i do which has a broader perspective as well um yeah. and i think acceptable losses was definitely one because it was much more about politics and about um things like the war on terror and things which anyone who watches the news can get relate to um and the miracles is much more about family um and about the way we keep secrets from each other and whether that is damaging whether that actually creates barriers between us and the people we love um and kind of how that affects each other particularly in a family situation um 
So as well as the general family secret of, you know, they're secret superheroes from a comic book and they've escaped to the real world during the great catastrophe. Um, there's also the element um, that each of them kind of has their own secrets um, mm. and things they're not telling each other. And the reasons for, and uh, the, you know, the reasons for that are multitudinous, but also kind of come down to one thing. And that's that idea that you think you're protecting someone, um, whether it be you think you're protecting your family or whether you think you're protecting yourself. Um, mm. I kind of will be touching on that a little bit. So, yeah, the, the first the, one of the other main things of the miracles is just this idea of secrets themselves and like, are they good? Are they bad? And just kind of really sort of looking at that. And again, I just waffled my way around to a whole new topic bit. So I just... That, that's all right. That, you know, just the happens. way I work. <laughs> <laughs> Waffling from one topic to another. That's... <laughs> uh, in the name of the Joe Glass autobiography, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Waffling around. <laughs> um, so you're on Kickstarter again, as we've acknowledged. <laughs> yeah. And you have been for every project except for Pride Season 2, I believe. Yeah, so far, I would say, yeah, in a way, because obviously the Pride was weird in the sense that the Pride, obviously, I initially was doing myself. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone, a lot of my audience knows the Pride from the initial hardcover Kickstarter, which I did yeah. five or so years ago, whatever it is now. Um, but obviously, by that point, I'd actually done both single issues. Um, that series, yeah, of six course. issues, and then three issues of the Pride Adventure series, which wound up in there, and then we did like a fourth for the book, etc. Um, so like they those single issues have been done for years, and they were paid pretty much almost entirely out of pocket by my, by myself. Um, which is why I don't have any savings now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was kind of that thing. And then we did the Kickstarter for the hardcover, and that's when people really sort of started noticing the pride. Um, and then yeah, but everything else since has been Kickstarter because it's it's the best way for me to make books. Like it's the great field leveler for me. Um, mm. is Kickstarter because, and it's why I'm concerned when I see things like you know massive corporations who have budget behind them, um, throwing themselves out on Kickstarter because it worries me because I'm just like, well, yo, you, you, you don't need that. Like, I yeah. do. Like, I cannot make comic books if I don't use this. Um, and I cannot imagine not being able to make comic books. Um, and as much as everyone can say, like, yo, you have other options and you can save money, it's just like, yeah, you try saving money on... <laughs> a working class kind of job scale in the market out there today, it's just like, it can be tough. Um, yeah. And it's, it's one thing, and particularly in a year where there'd been no comic cons, like my, yeah, so my income was like drastically affected by that. Um, so for me, it, it was got to a point because in, I wanted to launch um, the miracles actually last year. Mm. Um, but like, we did Glitter Vipers, and Glitter Vipers paid for itself and paid for its postage, more or less. Not entirely. I did have to pay for some of the postage myself. Um, so it, like, didn't... Uh, it, it became a point where I could not do the miracles in 2020. Um, and obviously, my worry was, of course, having two books, one of which was going to be a pretty big ask as well, um, yeah. financially, in the same year. Um, so that's the way we sort of went pushed back and we were like, you know what, we'll do it 2021, start a year fresh, um, and break in that way. But yeah, Kickstarter is something which is a platform I love. Um, 
but it's also one which is entirely necessary um, for me and also for independent creators all over. And particularly when they're coming from backgrounds where ideas of just saving a bit of money um, or be of having or having a small loan from the bank of mum and dad of like three thousand pounds or something is not an option um so like kickstart is a necessity in that sense and i'm glad that it's out there mm-hmm. i'm glad that we can that we can use that um and yeah hopefully we'll get this one uh funded and we'll get this one made and yeah there'll probably be more books about from kickstarter down the line yeah um, i believe that <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I I kind of already got in my head what I think the next one would be. Um, the you know, so yeah, there's there probably will be more Kickstarter books down the line from me as well. Uh, but yeah, Pride season two, obviously, that was the only one which wasn't ever on Kickstarter. Um, because Comicsology came around, they took Pride, decided to make it the first Comicsology submit title. Yeah. to graduate as it were to comicsology originals um and yeah they they basically paid um for me to make uh, a whole second season um to that series and hopefully they'll we'll do more in the future um i think for that one a lot of it is going to sit on how well the pride um omnibus does yes uh, yeah. which is coming out in june um pride omnibus being obviously the collection of all the pride today so there'll be the Pride Season 1, Pride Adventure Season 1, and also Pride Season 2, which will be the first time it's ever been done in print. Yeah. Um, coming out through Dark Horse Comics, who obviously do all the print runs for Comicsology Originals yeah. um, this June, and is available for order now. So anyone who has liked the Pride, um, or likes anything yeah. I've ever written, and um, would like to see more, um, please go to your local comic book shop and ask them to order the Pride by the bucket load, ideally. Um, <laughs> I would love to have one of those news stories on the comics news sites. So just like, oh, this book got 20, 30, 50,000 pre-orders. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's available now. And, and to be fair, the response to that's been really good as well. Um, yeah. I did like a little bit of a round robin around um, comic shops and just being like, you know, it's coming out in Pride Month. It comes out in June, which is Pride Month, and it's called yeah. The Pride, and it's about queer superheroes. Like, this is the book you absolutely want in your window. Yeah, um, very much so. so I've been like, you know, buy a few. <laughs> and to be fair, the response has been great. That's really um, good. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed it's going to be fantastic. So, I, I know I used to work in Travelling Manor, and there was always the problem of running out of the pride and <laughs> having to try and get more pride, especially when it was in the single issues so before yeah. you did the paperback kickstarter i know we had like random pride and pride adventures <laughs> issues and at uh, least with the omnibus that's not going to be a fear in the sense that like everything's in one place it's all yeah, the, one great big easy chonky book so <laughs> no missing issues and that's what that's what the world needs so to go back to the miracles, yeah. which is where we were meant to be all along. Um, <laughs> so you're working with a, a a different creative team than you've worked with before for the miracles on this. Um, and the art samples and all the design work and everything that's gone up is all really cool. Um, Thank you very much. And, Thank you very much. I'm sure Vince uh, and Harry would be very happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the um, character designs is Elliot both in superhero costume and regular Elliot and was just looking at the boots that he's wearing thinking, those are some well-drawn boots. That's a lot of effort. 
<laughs> shoes don't normally get that much attention and that's that's what i'm here for apparently i don't know <laughs> didn't know that's who i was until a couple of days ago um but so working with a new creative team obviously has always got new interesting challenges and things like that and um, what is it that's brought you guys together for the miracles um it's it's kind of been interesting because like i say the miracles has been long gestating um and over the course of the years that the but this story's been something which i've been working on um there's been all kinds of variations involved so it's been me trying to work out like what format it was it should be like i think it's gone everywhere from being a free issue mini series to a 12 issue maxi to being <laughs> a, a prose book um and like literally gone through pretty much everything um before we, i finally was like no it's going to be an ogn and like when we got to that time that was when the team that i'm with now making it so vince harry and um, Haas all came together and it finally felt like oh right we finally have it this is this is finally the full thing and mm-hmm. finally the team um which is not to say that any of the artists who who i've worked with before on it um you weren't also delivering out of this world stuff um but it was all at times when i w- i still didn't feel a hundred percent that i had everything nailed down story-wise and you know it just didn't quite feel fully there not that it wasn't right just wasn't fully there and then vince came into my life um <laughs> and like his artwork just blew me away and it seemed to match so perfectly with what the miracles was because here was a story about a comic book world and a real world um and his artwork can so clearly define that um Hmm. and he's like when an awesome thing like just to give you an idea of how well the relationship started working and how much he was getting the story and how much like it's just been working brilliantly um there's moments where sound effects appear in in the artwork and that was never in my script i think i had the sound effects sometimes in there but the idea was that they'd be lettered but then he came around and just thought like oh i thought that we should we could maybe draw them in um and then maybe we should draw them in like when Elliot's doing something superhuman and like super heroic and it was because like oh yeah because that kind of works at a meta level because he's doing something he shouldn't be able to do being a real world person and in the real world so it's like an aspect of his comic book world following him kind of and when he came up with that I was just like dude like that was when I really finally like knew just like oh yeah he, he gets this he absolutely gets this um and so it's been perfect um and harry's colors are fantastic his work on vagrant queen was was beautiful so i knew i wanted to work with harry and Hass, i've just always kind of wanted to work with um like i met him in person i think about three years ago maybe um for the first time and by then like i already knew who he was because like Mm -hmm. i cured of him and his um insightful um things in panel by panel and strip panel naked and I was like, this guy knows comics and like, he's really <laughs> fascinating. And then I met him and he turned out to be like the most down to earth sorted dude I'd ever met. And I was just like, yeah, you know what? I really want to make a comic with this guy one day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the the team kind of all came together. They were just all people who I've, I've really wanted to work with or just finally seemed to get where I was going with, with this story um, in, in a way which just really made things sort of finally come together um and yeah that's that's kind of where the magic of the miracles really started happening 
sounds really cool. It's like I say, it's, it's a creative team I'm looking forward to seeing work mm-hmm. together, and it's a, a book I'm looking forward to. Um, that that is largely all the questions I had for you. Um, is there anything <laughs> else you'd like to add about the miracles? Uh, yeah, so it's um, obviously on Kickstarter now. Um, it's a 30-day campaign, and we're about uh, two, two and a half, maybe three days into it now at time of recording. Um, so I think the final day of campaign is like March the 4th, I want to say. So, yeah. like, please, please come back uh, before then. <laughs> um, in terms of what you can get for backing obviously you'll get to read the story um when it's all ready um but some of the things which i think are will be of particular interest for people who really like gorgeous collectible books and things is there's actually a hardcover version mm-hmm. uh which will be kickstarter exclusive um so you won't be able to find it in the shops it's um a very limited release i think uh, the print run is 500 so there's only going to be 500 hardcovers once they're gone they're gone and mm-hmm. you only be able to get them through the Kickstarter. Um, so yeah, super, super necessary to get them. There's actually, for the first 100, a little um, early bird special where you actually get them about £10 cheaper. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you want to get a hardcover particular, then yeah, jump in now. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, because that's nice. Thank you. Um, and yeah, there's all kinds of other rewards. We're going to do like enamel pins, stickers. Uh, we're looking to other options as well. Um, particularly now we've had that cover by Kevin Wada, um, yeah. which people are going absolutely apeshit over. So it's um, a really good cover. It's it's a piece. <laughs> I mean, it's by Kevin Wada. So like, what obviously? <laughs> like, what can you say? Um, so yeah, we might look into ways that you know we can make sure to get most out of that Kevin Wada cover uh, for people um yeah yeah just that's kind of it like it's it's on there um now it ends beginning of march please come in and back now um get all get all the goods um get your juice it's gonna be amazing i i couldn't agree more thank you for joining me joe it's been fun thank you so much for having me again i'm sure we'll talk again very soon i did say (laughs)